joining us. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You are listening to Sunday Morning Live. That is FML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Today is Sunday, December 12, 2021. This is your hostess, Sister Maria. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursday Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. If you are looking for a church home, looking for ministry and growth, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and allow God to be God. If you didn't know, we are inside the pages. Sunday, the book of Revelation. Tuesday, the book of Daniel. And Thursday, Acts of the Holy Ghost. Our opening scripture will be read by Brother John. The next voice you will hear after opening scripture and song will be our pastor and yours. Join us in praise and worship as we welcome the word of God. Good morning, saints and friends. Today's opening scripture will be the 25th division of the Psalm 1 through 5. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let, my, let not my enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed with transgressions without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord, teach me thy path. Lead me in the truth and teach me, for thou art my God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all day. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. Have a blessed day. Let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Maybe we need to make sure we have prayer before we start and um, before I open the scripture. That's And so we want to pray for those that are sick, shut in, those that would be in service, but because of restrictions, restrictions such as incarceration, Restrictions such as hospitalization, restrictions such as the inability, the physical inability to move. And so we want to remember those souls in prayer and uh, ask them that we also remember uh, finance. People are in need of finance restoration. They're in need of uh, jobs, people are in need of their welfare, medical aid, and different things. And let's remember to pray for what God has established, and that is relationship. Relationship, beginning with him, relationship in our natural as well. And so with those three things in mind, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray and ask, Lord God, that you would look down upon us this day. Lord God has said, this is the day that you have made. We can rejoice and be glad in this day. Lord God, we pray and ask, Lord, that you would, that you would bless us, Lord God, throughout this day to seek your face, Lord God, and to uh, walk before you, Lord God, to serve you in the beauty of holiness. Lord God, we ask that you remember those that are incarcerated. Lord God, listening to the service, those that, uh, Lord God, they, uh, their hearts have been changed. They, they've repented of the ill act that was committed. Lord God, and they're seeking you, Lord. They're seeking your guidance. They're seeking, Lord God, that you would bless them, Lord, to, to live a productive Lord, life. 
Lord God, we pray and ask that you remember those, Lord, that are uh, kept because of sickness. They're hospitalized, Lord. Lord Jesus, they cannot move about on their own. We ask that you would bless them. Y'all not praying. You should be praying right along with me, calling out on the name of the Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your Lord. Wherever you are, you ought to be calling on the name of the Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Lord, bless them, Lord God. Heal them. Lord, bless the doctors, the hands of the doctors, those that are awaiting surgery. Lord Jesus, that you would bless them, the doctors. Guide them, Lord God. Guide them, Lord God, in the procedure that needs to be done. If there is an error in the process, Lord God, let it be known before it's too late. Lord Jesus, touch those, Lord God. Lord Jesus, that Lord, that are not they're physically handicapped, Lord, and they're dependent upon others. Bless their press and their soul. Bless the desires of their heart, oh Lord God. Lord Jesus, as they desire to be in your house of prayer. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for your kindness. Lord Jesus, you know the need of every individual, those that are diligently seeking employment. Lord Jesus, they're knocking on doors. Lord God, they're crying out to you for help, Lord God. Lord Jesus, I ask that you remember the faithful. Bless those that are faithful in their walk with you. They're faithful to your service. They're faithful, Lord God, in reading and understanding your word. They're faithful, Lord God, in singing hymns unto you. They're faithful in acknowledging you, Lord God. Lord, I touch and agree with them, Lord God, that you have blessed them with the source of desired income. Lord, bless them with hunger and thirst, Lord, for learning as well, Lord Jesus, so that they can strive in their profession. Lord God, I pray and ask that you remember, Lord God, Lord Jesus, as relationships are being nurtured, Lord God, I ask that you have the natural, Lord, those in marriages, Lord Jesus, and the enemy is trying to destroy those marriages, Lord God, through the spirit of adultery, Lord God, we pray against that that man, that woman, Lord God, that would yield themselves, Lord God, as a servant to that scene. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord, that you would stir up the, the, the and send confusion in the home of the adversary. The one, Lord God, that is approaching that man, the one that is approaching that woman, Lord God, convict their hearts, Lord Jesus, so that they stop, Lord God, for marriage, Lord God, relationship is of your will. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask, Lord God, that you would bless, Lord, those that are in spouse. Lord Jesus, and Lord, that you would continue to bless them. Lord God, help them, Lord God, to nurture uh, not just a relationship with one another, Lord God, but with you. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bless those under the sound of my voice, Lord God, that are seeking you, Lord. Lord Jesus, and nurturing a relationship with you, which is your desire. Lord God, we pray and ask that you that we would meet the desires of your heart. Lord God, and we'll continue to give you praise and to give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's usher in the spirit of worship before we go into the world. Oh 
you ought to give the Lord a wave offering as you're calling upon him. Hallelujah. 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 Lift those hands and give God a surrender. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless your name, Unless you're at work, driving behind the wheel of a car, your hands should be in the air. Bless you, Lord God. Bless you, Jesus. Lord, I surrender. I surrender to you. You don't know what, what obedience is until you obey. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Lord, we surrender to you, Lord God. Lord, to your will, to your ways. Lord God, we surrender unto you, Lord God. Lord, to bless your name, Savior. Lord, on this 12th day of December 2021, Lord God, we surrender ourselves unto you, Lord. Lord, to give you glory, to give you honor, Lord. Lord, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord God, give us this our daily bread, Lord. Lord God, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debts, Lord. Lord Jesus, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us, Lord God, from all evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, we thank you right now, Savior. Lord, we bless your name, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we go into your word, Lord. Prepare our hearts to receive, Lord. Help us, Lord God. Lord, with understanding. Help us to decrease, Lord, as you increase. And we'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you, Lord God. We're going into the word of God. And let me tell you something. When 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 you're given instructions to do something in a service and you don't do it, that's defiance. Not only is it defiance, unless there is some reason, unless your arms are missing, your arms should be up in the air. When, when you're being told to do something, and this is not a service for me. No, 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 no. You're not worshiping me. Your worship is unto God. Is that right? Amen. Huh? Is that right, everybody? Yeah. And, and so therefore, if we're serving the Lord, then whatever God says, and all I'm doing, I'm the mouthpiece. That's all I am, just to make clear, clarification of that to everybody. I'm just his spokesman. He told me what to do, what to say, and, and gave me some instructions, uh, and I'm using my free will to follow those instructions. And that's what it comes down to, free will. And so with that, you know, you have to uh, learn to follow. Now, what if I was saying everybody jump and you not knowing that in that leap would have been the moment in twinkling of an eye? We don't think about stuff like that. But I, I believe it was Elijah. Elijah told Elisha. Everybody know who Elijah is? Yeah. Now, I know that, that he may not know who Elijah is because he, he might be thinking, oh, yeah, that's my friend at school. But Elijah was a prophet, and he told his servant, Elisha, that if you see me. And so that meant Elisha um, stayed with him constantly. Mm. So he could do what? See him. That meant that 
that when uh, had Elijah at, had Elijah did what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it, and with no with any just no matter what excuse he might have given Elijah. Well, you know, I had a scratch and I had to step behind this tree and scratch it. And at the time that Elijah stepped on that chariot, he wouldn't have seen him. No matter what excuse he would have gave. No matter what excuse that you could have come up with, no matter how justifiable it might seem, he would have missed out on receiving that blessing. When you don't follow what is being said, you will miss out on receiving that blessing. We're going into the word of God and we're going and I, I don't endeavor, but I feel like preaching this morning. And this is a spiritual warfare for those of you that did not know. This is the war of the anointed. Uh-huh. This is a war of the anointed. And, and so there is, you're going to get hit and you're going to have to hit back. And there are times that you will stand still and just see the salvation of God. I, I don't want to go ahead of myself in some things. And, and, but I, I really want to encourage obedience uh, this morning. Now, that's not the message. But while I'm there, I want to say obedience is something that you'll find is the most priceless element that you have. Obedience is the core of our salvation. Am I right? You're not talking to me this morning. All right. Obedience is at the core of your soul's salvation. Now, there's some that pastor themselves that say, well, I don't have to. Well, you keep thinking that way and you will not. Let me just put it that way. Not only will you not have to, but you will not. Mm -hmm. And and so uh, God is looking for to show up while you show up. And many times we like to say, well, God showed up and showed up. Yeah, but you show up and watch God show up. In the book of Revelation, the 10th chapter, beginning at the first through the fourth verse, Revelation, the 10th chapter, beginning at the fourth through the fourth verse. Now, we're teaching from Revelation. We're going to be in Revelation um, until we come to the end of this particular book. And so um, I encourage you to get in the book and read. Now, Ezekiel escorted us uh, not only into Daniel, but into Revelation after we have completed uh, teaching from the book of Ezekiel, which we barely scratched the surface. You know, even though we made it through the entire book, there's so much more. Uh, you know, the word of God is inexhaustible. Revelation 10, 1 through 4 says, And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven clothed with a cloud and a rainbow was upon his head and his face was as it were the sun and his feet as pillars of fire and he had in his hand a little book a little book open he wasn't just carrying this book but he, the book was open and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot on the earth. And he cried with a loud voice as when a lion roared. And when he had cried, 
seven thunders. Seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. John said, I was about to write it down. I heard what they said. Are you hearing what God has to say? I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered and write them not. Now, I'm, I'm a pretty transparent person, so I'll tell you this. When I read that, uh, I was laying in bed and reading, going, read, listening to the book of Revelation. So it was being read back to me uh, through uh, Bible Gateway, which is what I like to listen to. And it's all Revelation is already a terrifying book if you get left here. Well, it's a horrifying book for those that acknowledge who God is too. And I, when I thought about what is being said and what is not being shown to us became even more horrifying to the point that tears begin to flow. I don't want to be left behind. I'm not one of those that, that, that you can have it your way. You know, this is not a have it your way ministry. Nope. Not for me, not for anyone else. Um, this is not, so this is not Burger King. You go to Burger King and have it your way. Uh, go home and have it your way. We certainly don't have it our way any other place because uh, we'll, we, we confine and, uh, ourselves to do whatever we've been told to do at work, at school. You know, church is the only place where we are, where people are defiant. It, where people allow themselves the spirit of witchcraft to use them. The Bible said uh, disobedience is as the spirit of witchcraft. And, and so uh, when we consider, and I, I'm talking Bible, this is all scripture of which I'm saying. When we consider what God is saying and what he has to say, the Bible said that there was something that was uttered. Something that was said. And John was told to seal it up. Don't, don't write. Don't say anything. Don't tell the people this that is going to occur. Now, I'm, I'm going to put you on pause for just a moment. That's not a physical pause, but hold on just one second, please. Somebody ought to give God some praise. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Call, hallelujah. Hallelujah, bless your Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. I, I took as a subject, don't lose your head. Now, I wondered about that because God had said, don't, told the church, don't lose your crown. Let no man take your crown. If you have a crown this morning, just put your hand up. You know you have a crown. Mighty God. That crown is a crown of life because we're saved, sanctified. Now, sanctification is something that we do. Sanctification is something that we do. 
In other words, when I, when my flesh is telling me to cave and give in to something that I know is offensive to God, I tell my flesh, somebody help me out here. No, no. I tell my flesh what? No. My flesh get told no. Because it would offend God. The impact of that offense, uh, inf that impact of that offense would hurt me. Well, first it would hurt God. It would hurt me. It would hurt family and friends and those that are looking. You, you have people that are looking from a distance, you know, to see if this is real. Is it real? It's real. This is real. LG said it says real. It's real. This is real. I want you to come sit over here so you can help me. This is the real deal. Let them know. This is the real deal. And so the Bible says, and, and the, the subject is don't lose your head. Now, the remainder or the reminder of this is, is still, there's something that is still occurring by the sound of the angel with the sixth trumpet and the second woe. Now, if you've been listening, there, it's, there are three woes. W-O-E. There's three woes. How many? Three woes. And we've already talked about one of them. Only one of the woes. And so we're now, and there's been a lot. You, you're gonna, I'm not going to be able to go over all that we went over. And so you're going to have to go back and listen to the, the first woe. And the continuation of that. But we're now entering into the second woe. The Bible is the, and so this is not a microwave scenario. No, no, no. We, we like microwaves. You know, LG, I'm going to tell on you right now. LG in a moment will say, put in the microwave. I, I want a fast warm up. I'm ready to get down with it, you know, but if you put it on the stove or in the oven, that's going to take a little while. And so want the microwave, huh? Mm -hmm. Whereas I like putting stuff in the oven so it will have that brown or that crispy texture to it. And so, but this is not a microwave scenario. We're used to using the microwave. Hurry up. And, and get to the end of it. You know, we even do that in church. Hurry up. Get to the end. <clears throat> Preacher, I want to know about the blessings. Well, I'm telling you about the blessings. I've been telling you about the blessings since we started teaching from the book of Revelation. I, you know, that microwave mentality is I want what I want when I want it. And that, my friend, is is what got us in trouble today. Uh-huh. When we go back and look at Adam, Adam was a, I want what I want, and when I want it, and it got us all messed up. And we ourselves have continued on a certain path of doing what we want to do, when we want to do it, why we want to do it, which doesn't justify anything. And so the revelation said, blessed is he, this is one and three, is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. The time is at hand. The time is at hand. Thank you. Revelation 3, 1 through 11 says, 
because thou hast kept the words of my patience. I will keep thee from the hour of temptation. That's a reason right now to give God some praise. Uh, that's a reason to, to worship and magnify him uh, just, uh, just right there because you're blessed if you read it and if you hear it. And some people read it, but they don't get it. They don't hear it. Uh, you know, in, in the natural, uh, I do a lot of reading. I love to read. Uh, and th there's a reason why. It's because um, many years ago, I was in a situation and needed something repaired, needed something fixed. And I didn't have the money to fix it. Uh, it was an old Datsun B210. <laughs> in line four. Didn't have the money to fix it. $1,500 had blown head gasket. You know, and the water and oil had mixed and went down to the bearings. And I couldn't, didn't know what to do, but I was smart enough to go to Pet Boys, buy a dummy book, so to speak, and to read that book and rebuild that engine, um, got, got electrocuted in the process, but rebuilt that engine Got the car running, and we traded it in. Uh-huh. Books are a valuable instrument, a valuable tool. So blessed is he that readeth, and we're reading the word of God, and hearing it. Now, sometimes you need to read something multiple times. It's not enough to read it once and think that you got it. Read it over and over. They said on average that you should read something about six times. Now, maybe you may not have to read it six times, but I'm going to say three. At least three times and take your time and define whatever you're reading. Google it. Make sure you understand it so that you will have the concept because learning is conceptual. Is that right? Learning is conceptual. And so even in the word of God, this is a conceptual learning. And so they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written. And so it's not enough to just read it, to hear it. But you have to act upon it because it says, keep those things which are written therein. So some have read it, they've understood it, but they're not keeping it. But that's too restrictive. I don't, I don't want, you know, I feel restricted. I can't, I can't do what I want to do. I can't love who I want to love. I can't, I can't go where I want to go. I can't pretend to be who I want to pretend to be when I want to pretend to be them. I can't, I cannot, I can't. Because it, it seems to be too restrictive when the word of God is not restrictive. It's just common in the kingdom of God. Uh-huh. It's the common thing that is in the kingdom of God. Because thou hast kept the words of my patience. Remember, the third verse says, keep those things. And then uh, he tells the church that because thou hast kept, you kept them. You did what I asked you to do. I also will keep thee. Here is the reciprocation of it. You kept those things that I commanded you. And now I will keep you. Many want God to give them what they have not sown into him. They have not sown a spirit of obedience, but they want God to re Ward them as if they have been completely faithful. I'm not talking about slip-ups, hiccups, bumps in the road. I'm talking about those that just never committed to him. But they want the reward of obedience. I will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the earth. So earth... Earth, we're here to tell you, earth, earthlings. There's something that is going to come 
upon the earth. Dr. C over here shaking his head. There's something that is going to come upon the earth. And it's going to try everyone that is here upon the earth. Everyone upon the earth is going to be impacted by what occurs. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Now, many look at the scripture and say, well, the Lord said he's going to come quickly. And, and it's been thousands of years. He has not come. You ought, to, you ought to dance. You ought to get your praise on. You ought to rejoice in the fact that he did not come when he would have came because you would not have had an opportunity to be saved. Uh-huh. You wouldn't have had that opportunity. And, and so you need to consider the facts of life. We live in the dispensation of non-grace. You mean no one is going to correct that, what was said? We live in the dispensation of grace. Now, I, I said the dispensation of non-grace as an attention catcher. The dispensation of grace, thank you. The dispensation of grace is a time that had, was not seen by the prophets. So in the book of Daniel, on Tuesday nights, we're in the book of Daniel, Daniel talks about Jesus Christ coming, the Messiah, and he's cut off. Now, I'm, I'm taking this at a high level, but I, I think you can get it, and we'll come back to it later. The Messiah will be cut off. And when he is cut off, then there would be the resurrection and the establishment of the kingdom of God. Well, he was cut off, but the kingdom of God did not come and establish itself because we're living in that time, a, a span of time that Daniel did not see. So those that have prophesied that the coming of the Messiah, him being crucified for the remission of sin and then being cut off and risen again, uh, it didn't happen in that order because God, had give, God has given us grace. And in between that time of grace, his promise that he made to Abraham about uh, all seeds, the, the nations that would be blessed, we're living in that time right now. And it's called the dispensation of grace. There are multiple dispensations, but we're in, we're talking that dispensation of grace right now. If this dispensation of grace did not exist, then what we're talking about in Revelation would already be occurring or would have occurred already. Okay, but there's something holding that up. And what is holding it up is called the dispensation of what? Grace. grace. The dispensation of grace is holding that up. And that's where generations after generations of our parents and grandparents and great great grandparents and going back did not uh, lived in. And that's where we are. However, the dispensation of grace has a limited time. It has to close. It cannot stay open throughout eternity. That's not God's plan. If it stayed open, there would be no, the church would not be caught up. And, and so, um, and so it has to come to an end. So he says, behold, I will come quickly. Hold that fast, which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. We talked, asked earlier how many have a crown, and uh, I saw a few raise their hand. Don't let nobody persuade you to get out the will of God. Don't allow anyone to make you, cause you to want to steal, kill, destroy. I think that sums it up best, those three things, kill, steal, destroy, anything. Because you are going to lose your crown. 
First off, you start by losing your mind. When I, I lost my mind and I didn't know what I was doing, you, you mind. You, you didn't know what you was doing. Uh huh. I, I've been I, I've I've been intoxicated before. I, I know that uh, even in that moment, you know, of intoxication, I, I knew what I was doing, how I was driving, should not have been, you know, all that, just like you did. Those of you that have experienced that, poor judgment. Thank God for salvation today. Thank God that overcame that those those works to do good works. And so uh, you 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 lose your mind, you lose your proper judgment. Now I, I'm gonna jump over something that I had uh, here in the in the on my syllabus that I stayed up working on. Uh, and it was talking about blessings. You know, because many times uh, people are looking like, well, I want to be blessed. Let me tell you, and I'm just going to, I'm going to sum it up like this. If you follow what God is saying, if you read the word and you hear the words, if we do what? Hear the words. And if we read the words, then we'll be blessed. Now, how would I be blessed if I hear the word and if I read the word and if I read the word and I hear the word? Because in the word of God, it identifies our actions. In the word of God, it says, if you love me with all your heart, your mind, so, and this is where we get stuck at. Mm -hmm. This is what's messing people up because they're trying to figure out, well, I didn't get that, what I was looking for out of what, and I'm loving God with my whole heart. You might be loving him, but are you doing anything? So when we read the word of God, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump through this real fast. When we read the word of God, it says that if you cast your bread up on the water, many days is going to come back. Investment. Do you invest in anything? And I'm not. Do you invest time in yourself to to? study the word to study not just the word of God but are you studying anything in your natural life the Bible tells us to do that or are you skilled in anything so you see what I'm saying is that it's not limited to the fact that oh well I believe in God and therefore I should be blessed no you're going to have to do some things if I obey the word of God what people are not doing is obeying the word of God. Are you reading your Bible? Are you applying the principle of the word of God? You need to, are you applying the principle of the word of God? And, and so mining, if you're a miner, or if you watch mining on TV, mining for gems is work. Uh, and, but once you have them, but are you following the principles? So see, it's not just reading the word, quoting the scripture. How do we apply? Are we making proper application of what God has to say? I was thinking this morning as I was uh, on my way to church, when we talk about press, uh, I'm pressing Toward the, the high mark of the calling, which is in Christ Jesus. You know, oh, Lord, thank you, Lord. We get all excited about hearing the message of press. But what does pressing mean? Have we stopped to consider what it means to press? Because, see, we have to press past our emotions. We have to press past when we get caught up in our feelings, I'm in my feelings because something was said and I didn't get clarity about what was being said. And I went immediately to a recourse of my, did you press past that? Did you press past whatever issue, whatever situation was occurring to get to the throne of God? Pressing. We need to stop and think about the pressing. Psalms 119. 
and 4 says, Thou hast commanded us to keep the precepts, precepts, principles, teaching, concepts, ideals, diligently. So we have to understand what the principles are. We have to understand what the concepts are. We have to understand and be diligent in what God is saying. The Bible says that John said, I, I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud and a rainbow about his head. And his face was as it were the sun and his feet as the pillars. This is a continuation of the previous vision and information that five angels have blown their trumpets. Their sound impacted the atmosphere. It impacted the sea and the creatures in the sea, the ships, uh, the rivers. Uh, and so if, if you're drinking the Estina and, uh, Art, and Artesian or Geyser uh, water, all of that would be impacted. Uh, three woes, a distressful sound, warning sounds have been pronounced. A bottomless pit was opened where locusts or locust-like creatures and a king exist. Four more angels bound or loose for uh, 31 days, a year, and millions of horsemen are uh, bringing judgment upon the earth. With all of this happening, the Bible says the rest of men would not uh, that were not killed by the plagues, yet repented not of their, the works of their hand, that they should not worship devils, that they should not worship idols of gold, silver, brass, and stone, and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk, neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries or fornication, nor of their thefts. If you recall Noah's ark, uh, with all that was being said, Noah preached 120 years. Uh, drip drop. The rain is going to come. Didn't, can't you smell the weather? Uh, you know, whatever vernacular that he was using. And even with all of that, only eight souls were saved. 120 years of ministering the word of God and only eight souls were saved. Out of Jesus gave a parable of 10 virgins. And out of those 10, only 50% made it into the wedding feast. How about you this morning? If the Lord was to call uh, us by name right now, would you make it into the wedding feast? Or would you be part of that 50 that didn't make it in? Well, the Bible tells us over in Genesis, the ninth chapter, that I will establish my covenant and, and, and show all flesh will not be cut off anymore by the water of the flood. Neither shall any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And he said that he would make a token between me and you. Noah, I'm going to set something up so that you know for generation after generation, a bow in the clouds, and it shall be a token of covenant between me and the earth. Now, here is uh, this prophecy this word that the Lord spoke to Noah uh, 3,400 plus years ago, a promise that has been made. And you see an angel coming down wearing that promise. A promise has been made that I won't destroy the earth with water and flooding no more. And John sees what? An angel wearing the promise because it's not being destroyed by flood. There's something else, a more terrifying, a more terrible judgment on this side of the cross that is going on. And he had in his hand a little book, and I, I'm running out of time. My time is up here. But he had in his hand an open book, and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot on the earth. And I, I you know, they said, Big things come in what? Little packages. Little packages. Little packages. Big things come in what? Little packages. And so he had a little book. And 
uh, this little book had information in it pertaining to God, man, and the chain of events that is to occur. John didn't say that he was privileged to look into the book. The book was open, so information was being presented or present. Information was present. When was the last time you opened this book? When was the last time you opened your Bible and began to read? Do you have a personal Bible time that you get up maybe early? No excuses. I'm not going to let nothing disrupt me. I'm going to make sure that I dedicate myself to that time. Oh, yeah. Put your hand up. I see one hand up. You understand? Personal Bible time. When you sit down and you get in the word of God, Lord, this is me and your time. I don't want nothing to disrupt us. I don't want my phone to ring. I'm not answering any emails. I'm not looking at anything pertaining. This is our time right now. I know I need to be at work at a certain time, but this is our time. I know I just got off of work before I go to bed. This is our time. This is our time where I'm spending time with you and me. The book was present. The natural man needs to be fed just like the spiritual man. We eat. Just look at us. Ain't got to look in the mirror. We can just look at one another. But what about the spirit man? You know when the spirit man is being fed because the spirit man nurtures uh, and it removes the characteristics of the flesh. It brings it down to subjection. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to close because I don't have time to really go into much of what I have here. But I tell you what, I'm going to come back and I'm going to continue teaching from where I left off, where I'm leaving off today. Eight souls. Eight souls were saved. Eight souls. Will you be one of the souls that are saved? Will you make it in? We're in the holiday season. You know, here and well, pretty much around the world. I was in some years ago in Hong Kong during the month of December. They celebrate, had all the Christmas decoration up. You know, what I around the world people are celebrating a day that that has been set aside. But there's something more, there's something so important about this day, this holiday. There's a present that was given, and we totally ignore the gift. We totally push it to the side, and we made it all about us. It was all about us from the start, but we've done more with it. We've taken it to an extreme that was not intended. Listen, eight souls were saved. Fifty, according to Jesus, ten virgins and only five were saved. Those other five was in themselves. They didn't have a need. They didn't feel the need. Uh-huh. Until it was too late. I'm going to stop and I'll come back and continue on. I still feel like preaching. But time has run out and I can't get into all that I would like to get into right now. Let's think about it. There's something that is, you're going to, if you lose your head, if you lose that crown, there's nothing to gain from it. Matter of fact, what you're going to gain is the things that we've already gone over as well as a moment in time where something has been proclaimed and you don't even know what it is. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what the, what the voice that John heard and, and God told him, don't write it. 
It's not a pleasant surprise. Don't write it. There are so many people that I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it around and stick it out and I'm gonna make it during the tribulation. Well, the Bible said men refuse to repent even after all the judgment that they would have seen already. All the impact that is going to occur and they still did not repent. They still didn't change. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this because I'm, I'm ahead of myself in the teaching and even making this statement. The Bible said that in that day, men will blaspheme God. If you not saved, you will be one of those that will be blasphemed. If you can't make it right now where the grace of God is, where his spirit dwells right now, because the only thing preventing this from occurring is the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us plainly that that the Holy Ghost is preventing all of this from occurring. The spirit of God in the earth leading man to repentance is preventing this from occurring because it's preventing the Antichrist from making a presentation. The spirit of Antichrist already exists. The Bible already established that. But the one that he possesses that will bring, that will come forth using miracles, deception, technology, is, is being held up by the Spirit of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your words. Lord God, as much as we got out today, Lord God, could I pray and ask that you would bless us, Lord, as we come back to continue the teaching of your word. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, stir up the hearts of those that have been listening, those that will listen later. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. Lord, save souls, Lord. Lord, and I pray that you would bless those that are that are under the sound of my voice, Lord God, that, that they will walk in obedience to your will. Not my will, but your will. That they would govern themselves to the to what has been said, what is what they are being instructed for their soul salvation. Lord God, we'll be careful to give you praise and to give you glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Listen, if you have not had your sins remitted, the Bible said that remission of sin, repentance should be preached in his name. Peter told them on the day of Pentecost, they said, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. He had a good understanding of what, of what he was supposed to do. He had a good understanding of what Jesus meant by baptizing him in the name, singular, of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, because Jesus came in his Father's name. That name was Jesus, the Word of God, was manifested in the flesh. He beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the father. That's John's testimony. And so with that being said, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. We'll be back with a continuation of this. Whoa! Don't lose your head. Don't lose your crown on next Sunday. God bless you. You have given my offering. I have an offering. Put your hand up. Bless your Lord God. Put your hand. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for for each one that have given, Lord God, and providing support, Lord of the ministry, Lord God, I pray and ask that you bless, Lord God, and as it is used for the furthering of your cause, your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest and abide henceforth now and forevermore. Let's say.
Live holy. In Jesus' name, amen.